0: This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets.
1: Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps, or should I say lovely labs. I'm so thrilled to have you here in the labia lounge. We're going to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, relationships, intimacy, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Ooh, Hmm. can't help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we dive in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content in Nam, and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. <laughs> oh my god, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? Whatever, it's my podcast. I'm leaving it in. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up the couch. She's the lady alive. Hi, labial lovers welcome back this is the final installment of labia lounge live at the summer of love festival where i set up the big pussy couch and the velvet curtains and the orange shag rug and the lava lamps and i invited poor unsuspecting punters to come and sit on the couch with me and talk about sex. So, if you haven't caught up on the last two episodes, we asked about some embarrassing sex stories, I discussed the most debaucherous thing people had ever done, we talked about first-time sex experiences, and of course, some TMI and sandy clams sprinkled in, and this week, I asked people what they think is for them personally, and just in the greater scheme of things. Missing in average sex. So these are just real people that came and had a chat with me. There's quite a few common threads that I noticed a lot of people were mentioning. Um, and so from this, I can take that a lot of us are feeling the lack of certain things in, you know, the sex that we're having. Um, which is obviously why I'm passionate and why I'm in the job. But I just thought it'd be really interesting to kind of do a bit of a bit of a survey and just ask people for their thoughts and their opinions and what they want more of or less of and, you know, so that you could also learn from this. So I'll let you get stuck into these and enjoy. If you have any stories or answers to these questions that I've been asking in the last few episodes, please, please, please get in touch. Send them to me. You know, you can send a voicey or you can just text it to me and I can read it out anonymously. Um, I would just love to hear from you. That's what this potty is all about. So, yeah, I'll let you get to it now. <laughs> what do you think is missing from most average sexual encounters?
2: Honesty. If I was to put it in one word, I would say that it's that maybe – You know, people um, need to work on truly connecting to their own individual authenticity and to their own individual honesty and truth. And from that place, they can help each other in an honest way really understand what their true needs, desires, wants, cravings, passions are, boundaries, um, no-go zones, whatever that may be. But essentially, I think, yeah, if you can really hone in on your own heart that is probably the most precious work that each of us can individually do and then from that place you will create just much more gifted and beautiful relationships all around you, sexual relationships friendships, families and yeah exactly real real intimacy is actually allowing someone to see into you right, into me you see, it's allowing someone and I think that just takes like real inner honesty with yourself, and not being afraid to see yourself first. Not being afraid to see what's inside you, and then also not be not being afraid to show someone else what's in there. You know, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a genuine like care for the person because it's like you know, especially like during the age of like Tinder and all, everything is so like a menu. You know, also with like advertising and things like that. You know. And it's just like, sure, you see the image of someone and you think, like, you could be interested, but maybe you're not even, like, actually interested on a mental and, like, spiritual heart level, only, like, for what you've seen or, like, the image that that presents. I don't know, maybe variety? Like, I like a bit of everything. I don't... I don't have too many boundaries, so yeah, variety for me is key, okay. variety is the spice of life. Right <laughs> on, Yeah. Thank you so much. Yep. Easy yes.
3: <laughs> you know, like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm that in touch with what your average person is up to, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you're talking about average sex, what's average sex? It's, it's non-connective sex, so to me that's sex where there's no emotional connection, is the worst kind of sex and that's a sex I just try and avoid like the plague but I've had plenty of it when I was younger and that didn't seem like such a big deal and then learning that, oh hang on if I'm emotionally connected to my partner we're both going to have a really good time kind of no matter what happens yeah, it's like just, yeah, it, you go through that portal and you're like, that's the kind of sexual encounters I want to have and nothing else uh, and understanding that when you share yourself in that vulnerable space, you're sharing your entire energy body with another, and you're receiving the information of their energy body and sharing yours, and it's a union of your energy bodies coming to be one, and if you're not aware of that, you can take on things from their energy body that you might not have wanted to, but you can also share things of your energy body that you might not have wanted to.
1: What do you think is missing from the average, like, sexual encounter? Like, um, the kind of average sex that people are having, like, what's missing?
4: Yeah, I think like conversation along the entire journey. Uh, like, obviously, consent check-ins, gauging what feels good. But also, I find it really hot when someone's exploring my body or I'm exploring theirs. Is to for me to talk them through what they're doing and by guiding that experience, I can create what I want and they feel very validated that it's like, cool, I'm doing the right thing or I'm guiding in the direction of what I do want. And I think it's really hard to know that someone's on the same page in the same moment with you and consensually just enjoying the fuck out of that chemistry. It just makes sex and, and you know, exploration and chemistry way more safe, exciting and expansive
5: gonna say communication, but I think like 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 playfulness and like you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not someone who's been in a long-term relationship for very for a very very long time, so I haven't. Casual sex as well. As well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think about how I get kind of like it's partly like maybe not wanting to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but then you're sort of you're communicating by being awkward and not like mm-hmm. communicating about it. Yeah. Just yeah. so like, hey, I found your heart. Like, is that okay? like, do you wanna? explore that, like, you know, come out with me for a <laughs> I struggle with that because, I, I mean, casual sex, like and I guess the communi- communication around that, like, often you like, yeah, get into a situation where you're like and, you yeah, know, all, all the navigating around that afterwards is hard. And it's great when you meet someone and it, and it is very either they're very direct and they're just like, look, these are my expectations and like we can talk about it and you feel comfortable rather than like... Goasting, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do
6: you
1: feel like you need to be with someone quite direct for that to flow, or can you be the direct person that's just really straight up? Like...
5: I think feelings. Look, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. we uh, sort of dependent on the other person, really, but it kind of is. Like it's your energy yeah, that. So I suppose it's like yeah, feeling. You, I, yeah, I think I've yeah learning to be direct and like what well, what I want and everything, but. And at the same time, you sort of make allowances for people, you kind of, but then you, you know, you end up getting taken advantage of
6: um, Intimacy and innocence.
1: Innocence, explain.
6: Innocence. Um, both people don't know what's about to happen next. They're both finding their way. And there's where the magic lies, in wonder. You're
1: welcome.
6: <laughs> um, understanding love is something I've been very interested in because I wanted to know how to do it well. I think that's um, the ability to be present with the person you're with. And if you're not, if I'm not comfortable, I'll ask for what I need not without expectation.
7: Yeah.
6: Yeah. And gen- generally speaking, it always works out better for me when I'm giving sharing first, like sharing my insecurity, sharing like, hey, I'm not quite ready yet, like that's reassuring because I'm not in a hurry yeah, yeah,
1: totally yeah. that so, would be very refreshing I think
6: yeah. for a partner it's yeah, yeah I d- I've done a lot of men's work to really connect to my emotions yeah. find out, I found for myself that once I could name them, I could tame them so instead of having an imagination that rode me at times and crushed me under its feet I would get back up, take the reins and steer. Poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taken me some time to get there, right? And all young men are on their own journey and they're, they're finding out out for themselves at different times, which is why innocence, like, definitely know how to say no as a woman. I couldn't encourage more to know how to say no, and I'd empower that. And know that that can be misused as well. And that can really destroy men's hearts. Like, I know what heartbreak feels like as well. So, even though I speak to, like, I speak as directly as I can to the most wonderful direction I can envisage. Uh, there, are, there are blind spots in me. Too. I can definitely
0: say uh, communicating our needs for both sides and staying put. Put. Uh, comfortably, hearing, listening and giving. As we know, this is just uh, for both sides to have fun.
1: Hey baby babes. Sorry to interrupt, I just had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that I'd love you to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. There you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies, behind the scenes, or discounts for offerings from guests who have been interviewed on the podcast. There'll also be hopefully, inspiring, thought-provoking conversations and support from a community of labial legends like yourself. My vision for this is that it becomes a really supportive, educational, and hilarious resource for you to have more access to me and a safe space to ask questions you can't ask anywhere else. So head over to the links in the show notes or look up the Labia Lounge group in Facebook and I'll see you in there. And now, back to the episode.
0: Yeah, I think... What missing is a lot of like taking the time yes. and just put so much more attention is just like gentle touch and just like just eye contact and, yeah. yep. and not just rushing into
1: Yeah, a, and do you think like you need that gentle approach with more time and more eye contact or do you feel like it's mostly like because a lot of people are like, oh, females need that but like men don't need that. Like, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, women need it more. Like, yeah. Like personally, I'm like so more like, more motiv- like, just like, uh, like feeling orientated. and more. I'm more like feminine in general. Um, yeah, I need to. <laughs> Like warm up my masculinity more because I, I need to find the balance I think because yeah um like my ex girlfriend was like uh, separating like we broke up because I was I was too feminine
1: right just in sex or like in day to day like the dynamic
0: between in day to day I was nothing. I was needing more support and I could not like be like you know right. the supporting men and it's also it infect my sexuality because like women needs this like you know like masculine like someone who can you know like take responsibility hold the situation
8: yeah not
1: always though you could find a woman who's got like a really healthy masculine side that really enjoys taking charge and initiating and being the person that you know leads or hold space, yeah. You know, and you can kind of find a balance that like suits you, maybe like more, like more commonly, like women would want like, you know, that masculine like space holding and, but like not everyone, I think it's, that's yeah. a bit of a binary like kind of tantric perspective that I don't think yeah. necessarily yeah. has to be make or break, but it is like finding someone compatible with you I guess that like doesn't need to be in that like more kind of feminine yeah. or like receptive or... Um, I guess like it sounds like you're saying you need quite a lot of support, quite a lot of like holding to feel yeah. safe, to feel comfortable. Yeah. But then if the woman also needs that amount, it's like who's doing it? Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. So
1: I guess just finding someone who less of that so that they
7: can give you more of that and then the bat, it balances itself out
0: yeah I feel like I just I just need to balance myself you know I, I want to to feel the man like
1: yeah. why do you have you always been like this do you think there's like a blockage that stops you from being more expressed in terms of your like masculine side or why do you think that that is something yeah. you struggle with like that you want to change
0: yeah. Mm. Because like all my life, I was like super connected to feelings and like emotions, um, and yeah, I, I found it like a lot of women find find it to like super attractive, and then they maybe yeah they want to have sex with me or they just want to have me as a friend, but I'm missing like you know like. This I want. I want women to look at me as a as a man you can count on and (laughs) solid,
1: reliable.
0: Yeah. And and you know, like just like being like so driven by just emotions all the time. My life is so chaotic. Uh, Like I I feel like you know I just blows in the wind. Like. So oh, hard for yes. me to take decisions. Alright, yeah. yeah, <laughs> right, that's fair.
1: I like, you don't need to change yourself. Why would you want But I get it, like that's yeah. hard that's like it's not sustainable to be like that all
0: the time. Exactly. And I think like, <laughs> like we're gonna change if we want or not, you know? Yes. And like if we not direct our change to to a more balanced change to see like where to, where we wanna be, like how to make that like the best ourselves yeah. yeah so in my personal journey I'm just like putting more focus on like appreciating my uh, masculinity yeah. and just like going back to my manhood yeah, right mm.
1: good luck thank you
7: <laughs> I think what's missing is people not being honest with themselves and each other about if there's a vibe and what they want. So by that I mean, like, sometimes you're just like, I just want sex, like, anyone will do, but, like, it's not that magnetic attraction. There's not, like, that gritty, real, like, I want you, like, deeply. It's kind of just like I've got this, like, annoying little itch on my ankle and I just want to scratch it and, like, Get rid of it sort of thing. Yeah. So I think like sometimes it's better to just like abstain a bit longer actually and like play in that space of celibacy and be like and I'm gonna wait for like that yes, like full yes to because be there do think
1: it's not worth it because it's people can hard. get hurt or get the wrong idea yeah, or there's different like, levels of like
2: being of investment in it
7: or- or- I mean I wish that that's the line I was going down and I'm not saying that's false but like yes no I'm, I'm just thinking purely from like a quality perspective because <laughs> like they're really satisfying encounters is when it's just like yeah I'm doing sorry too many facial expressions and gestures that won't oh, come it's through it's, it's not a TV show <laughs> no, fine um, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. over the years, it's been like, the, I can only talk from my personal experience of what I've been missing in, in, yeah. in that arena, but just like like an energetic element to it where it's not just, like, this actionable thing that's happening. It's, like, spirit and soul are involved. And that's, like, that's something I've been yearning for a long time and f- and feeling that connectedness on a different level and a different plane. And, you know, I've had that in many other experiences throughout my life with very short-term partners or when I've been polyamory, for example. Yeah. But, like, I would say, yeah, maybe a lot of people in their sex life miss that, like I guess you could say divine connection yeah. um, really attunement yes. to their partner like yeah. I think the attunement's a really big one yeah. um, and consistent attunement as well Totally. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and as a vulva owner it's like I feel like it's pivotal in opening me up yeah. so without that attunement without that spiritual connection to some level whether you believe in spirituality or religion or whatever it's, like, for me, it's, it's needed in order to orgasm fully and, and surrender. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. So, yeah, that's something I personally miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah,
1: and I think, like, so many people are very disconnected from their own bodies and their own pleasure to mm. the point where course, it's going to be difficult for them to be in attunement with your body and pleasure if they can't so tune to theirs kind of like energetic blockage yeah. yeah. you're just not not able to meet in that space and it is a little bit more mechanical and mm. people can be intuitive but yeah I feel like we're yeah getting more and more disconnected to that and I think like a lot of just regular run of the mill kind of mainstream
3: I don't think I can economy. have sex like that anymore oh God, no. No. no way And there's part of me that's like, oh, I really wish I could. But then I'm like, oh, that's like so me in my 20s. I know. I I never
1: really enjoyed it. And I think it probably depends on like your erotic blueprint. Like if you're Mm. a really sexual or kinky type, then maybe the physical act and the visuals of it and the positions and just the excitement of like fucking gets gets you there but like i'm way more into the emotional and Mm. energetic and like the sensory rather than like the act of having sex totally given a bj or like whatever like that stuff doesn't excite me or turn me on if it's devoid of the emotional and the energetic yeah connection and i think that's the
3: case with a lot of women yeah you know it's how it's it's a big part of how we're built and and not to stigmatize it to gender but um yeah foreplay man Poor We're play. Poor play. Can you explain a bit about um, erotic... What did you say? Blueprint? Uh, yeah, what does that mean?
1: Um, so
7: it's like a framework
1: Miss Jaya created. There's five of them, I think. Um, and there's also different frameworks. So some people are like, oh, it's a little bit too like prescriptive or like limiting or whatever. But generally, you know, her take is that you fall into, like a main category, like one or two main categories of these erotic blueprints and one of them is kinky one of them is energetic, Mm. one of them is sexual which means like you just really get turned on by like the acts, like the mechanical acts of having sex and like the visuals of that and just like the idea of sex and you know like quite, you know spontaneously Mm. turned on and horny over that Yeah. and one of them is sensual so like more like Actually, energetic and sensual, are they different? Dude, I'm not Mm. an expert on the erotic blueprints.
7: I've forgotten.
1: But, um, yeah, it's just, like, you can do a little quiz online and find out, like, what your kind of highest one is. It's a little bit, like, love languages. Like, how you connect sexually and get the most turned on and what works for you in that kind of space Mm. and if it's kind of compatible with your partner if you've got different ones you can kind of use that framework to figure out how best to approach one another to like get the most pleasure and turn on
3: i'm gonna totally do that i think i'd I'd definitely be more in the energetic sphere yeah oh you definitely would be yeah
1: (laughs) excuse this quick interruption I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab, and the more people who get to hear it, the more people I can help with it. Reviews and ratings actually do make a big difference to this little independent podcaster, um, and it's really easy to just quickly show your support by taking that simple act of either leaving five stars for the show on Spotify or even better, writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're a real overachiever, you can do them both. That would be mad. If you're writing a review, though, just be sure to use G-rated words because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't make it through the gates. Lame. Anyway, I would personally recommend doing that right now while you remember just to get on top of it and let me know you're with me on this journey. Thanks, gang. Enjoy the rest of the epi
4: heroing female pleasure Friends. is probably missing from most <laughs> standard uh, no, do you I listen to the podcast <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't but you know i'm just a woman who's lived my life <laughs> uh yeah like it being a you know non-judgment and i was a person who didn't wasn't able to orgasm other than me doing it until my current partner yeah um so like years and years of having yeah. sex and yeah, there was yeah, always yeah. just like I'm gonna be the one and like oh, oh my god. god and it was just like
1: totally, and then it just puts more pressure
4: yeah, on you and yeah like, and then they get like, all weird about it if I was doing end end. it and it was like this whole thing and it's just yes. been like and then with my current partner he was just like okay sweet you do you boom yeah. and then it meant that it didn't have to just be me doing it because that whole yeah. pressure was taken off so yes. I think just like yes heroing women's pleasure and just with whatever form that comes and whatever journey that takes and just not in a pressurised way, not in a like, it has to come from penetrative sex or it has to come from lingers or it has to come from just like giving it a go, seeing what feels lovely and making that a thing because most men I talk to are like, there's no, there's like average sex and good sex, but there's very rarely bad sex for men yeah. In what the conversations that I've had and yeah. that's a generalization yeah. and I'm sure there's obviously a spectrum of that. But of, of, like, the majority of it the majority yeah. of it feels pretty yeah. mostly fine. Whereas yeah. a lot of women's sex is just painful and shit. Yeah. Um, so kind of changing yeah. that yeah. dynamic is what's missing yeah. for women's sex, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is
4: why lesbian relationships have the best sex yeah. statistically.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because the they're most both, orgasms. The most orgasms. orgasms. Yeah. Because yeah.
4: they're both just female sex oriented.
1: yeah 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 awesome great answer thank you Uh,
8: Thanks. people's understanding of their own pleasure people's understanding of their own self and embodiment and and that everything in that moment you can only receive as much as you can actually like hold for yourself and so um I was married for 10 years together with my ex-husband for 12. So I've, over that time, you know, there's so much safety and so much yeah. exploration because you're completely safe with each other. So I feel like when I go into a dating you know, into an intimate relationship now or a connection now, I come with that sense of like I've explored myself by myself and also with a partner for yeah. a long term and I've noticed that men who have had lots of partners actually are less likely to be able to be really connected in that moment because they've never actually had to get past, like, the, into that vulnerability stage and doing, doing so-called, you know, embarrassing things during sex and, like, you know, and being uncomfortable and, like, you know, all the things that you do when you're with someone for long term. So I feel like that's missing and I feel like women are so much better at tapping into our own pleasure that is not just about our vaginas. <laughs> And we we go slower, and it's all those beautiful things. And men can either just be like a like a stiff board, yeah. or they don't know what to do with it, and then they actually freeze and have a like a freeze response, and you know. So I feel like that's really missing. I've not found that. I've not found anyone who can meet me in that way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, stick to Rosie's toys. <laughs> Shout out
2: Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. That.
1: and that's it for this episode I hope you enjoyed this I'd love to hear your feedback because obviously this isn't the usual format for the podcast and it's quite a new experiment that I'm doing so would love it if you got in touch sent me a message let me know how you're finding it Um, and you can look forward to getting back to the regular old episodes where I interview just one guest expert at a time per episode which is a little bit more palatable maybe for some of you I know these episodes with all the loud background music and everything like that very chaotic um but yeah it's a fun new format so thanks for sticking with me if you've come this far and that's it darling hearts and you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at FreyaGraph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time. Hey, me again. If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs, yep, you heard that right, I even have labia lounge bathers, or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh if fashion isn't your passion though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because... I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. <laughs> you can do a one off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I'll be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. And um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later.